the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It doesn't matter what laws change. It doesn't matter what, oh, the United States says, well, this is okay now. doesn't matter. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth right from the Bible. For more information, go to corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla.org. For today's Core Truth, we're going to be starting a brand new message titled, A Heart of Stone. Has your heart ever been as hard as a stone, as hard as a rock? You could say that a heart of stone could be defined as a heart that is less sympathetic. It's a heart that has become hard to those that are around us and to the circumstances that are around us. I think living in Los Angeles can make us all a little hard and calloused on the inside. And certainly living in these last days doesn't help things. It makes us all a little bit more, again, hard all around. And why is that? Because we're surrounded with violence. We're surrounded with corruption. We're surrounded with fraud and wrongdoing. We are confronted with crime increasing as our elected officials seem to favor the criminals over the victims. Why is that? I attended the memorial service last Wednesday for a Los Angeles Police Department officer who was murdered a couple weeks ago. There was no response after the mayor of our city got up and spoke. And I have to say, he said some nice things. But there wasn't any response, not one hand clap. Then the chief of police got up, and he's a very nice man. I've talked to him before, and he said some very nice things. But again, not one hand clap. But when the officer's watch commander got up and spoke at the very end, which it was a long memorial service, he spoke of this personal officer's frustration, this one who had been murdered. He spoke about his frustration with the current restrictions on police officers and them doing their job. He spoke of not prosecuting the criminals that they arrest and allowing them to get back onto the streets. And when that officer was done speaking, hundreds of police officers, including myself, that were attending, immediately stood up and gave a long-standing ovation. Yes, we live in an age where things are turned upside down. We're surrounded with fake news, and we only hear of the narratives that those in leadership want us to hear. Living in our day, the truth can be suppressed, like the John Hopkins University study that was released just a few days ago, and it concluded that all the COVID lockdowns, when they locked down all the churches, there's still some churches that are not opened up, which is ridiculous to me, but we never closed down. We stayed open during all that, but we were told to lock down. Yeah, amen to that. God bless 
God bless the Lord. <laughs> but, uh, but what the study from the Johns Hopkins University came up with was that the lockdowns had little to no public health effect at all. But now why did all the liberal networks not advertise that? Why did they say nothing about it? It was crickets from CNN and MSNBC and all of this. Why is that? Why didn't they give it any coverage? Because it didn't fit their narrative of mass and lockdowns and vaccinations. Yes, there are many frustrating things that happen to us today, and it can give us all a little bit of a heart of stone as many continue to reject the true and living God that has created this world itself. As people do what they think is right in their own eyes while disregarding a real relationship with Jesus, leaving the world that we live in spiraling out of control. We're not better than we were 10 years ago. We're not better than we were 20 years ago. We're worse. Things are not good. Yes, relying on our own wisdom, that is the wisdom of man, the wisdom of our elected officials, it will never, ever bring about any true peace for our hearts. People realizing this, yet not turning to Jesus, only causes them to have a heart of stone towards the world and towards those that are around us. But God so desires to move in the midst of all that is happening around us. We think like, oh, God's asleep up there. He's, he's not aware of what's happening. Oh, no, no. He fully knows what's happening. He's fully aware of everything. And he wants to move. But how does God move? Does he just reach down to the sky and rip the sky open and put his God head through and start talking to people? No. He uses his people. It's time for us to rise up in this time of darkness that's around us. God desires to move inside of each and every one of us to touch the hearts of those that are around us with what? Our wisdom? No, with the love of Christ that's found in the Bible. Listen to the promise that God gives to those who love him. It's in Psalm 91, picking up in verse 14, it says, because he has loved me. Who's he talking about? Because God has loved us, the believers, the ones that that come to him and cling to him. He says, therefore, listen to these I wills that God says, because you love me, therefore, I will deliver you. How about that? He says, I will set you securely on high because you have known my name. He who calls upon me, For the person who calls upon the Lord, he says, God speaking, I will answer him. So when you pray, guess what? God will answer you. He says, I will be with you in trouble. I will rescue you and honor you. With a long life, I will satisfy you and let you see my salvation. Wow. That's a lot of I wills that God will do. Amen. Yes, the best antidote, the best cure. The best remedy for a heart of stone that's been hardened and calloused by everything that's happening in the world around us is to have a relationship with the God of heaven. He's the only one that can keep us soft in this hardened world. Now, as we continue in our study through the book of Exodus, we left off last time with Moses and his older brother Aaron confronting Pharaoh to let God's people go. But just as God had shared with Moses, Pharaoh said, uh, how about no? 
Don't even think about it. I'm not letting those people go because God's people just happen to be my slaves and they're going nowhere. Now, even when God had Moses perform miracles right in front of the eyes of Pharaoh, it still didn't affect him. As you remember, first, they took his staff uh, and they threw it on the ground and it turned into a serpent. But that only caused Pharaoh to call upon his sorcerers and magicians of Egypt who actually did what? They duplicated it, which, which is crazy. They threw their staffs on the ground and they turned into serpents also. But we know that Moses' staff went over and ate all the other serpents. Okay, there you go. But he saw that all happen in front of his eyes. Then Pharaoh mocked God and considered it as nothing more than just some hocus pocus trick. Then came the next miracle. God told Moses to confront Pharaoh by the Nile River in the morning and tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And because Pharaoh's heart was as hard as a stone, God told Moses to turn the Nile River the entire Nile River, huge, into blood. And if that wasn't enough devastation for you, Pharaoh calls his sorcerers and magicians, and they duplicated it on a smaller scale. What? It's like, first of all, God said he turned the river into blood. He turned all the water and vessels and stone and wooden vessels into blood. So I don't know, even know where they found more just clear water, but they found, you know, who knows, a couple jugs of water and the magicians were able to turn that into more blood, like as if we need more blood around here. Okay. But don't miss the fact that we looked at again last week. Satan was able to also do miracles. He copies He tries to duplicate. He tries to replicate God. In the beginning, he was created, that is Satan, as Lucifer, the star of the morning. He was the most beautiful of all the angels that God created. We looked at that in detail last week. But that wasn't enough for Lucifer. So he tried to raise himself above God himself. But you can't do that. The thing created can't go to the creator and make himself greater than the creator. And that's when Jesus said in Luke 10, 18, I was watching Satan fall from heaven like a lightning bolt. Have you ever been in a, like a lightning storm? It's like, you don't really see him too often here in Southern California. But when me and my wife lived in Virginia, there was gnarly lightning storms. I'm talking light up the whole sky, giant bolts that would just come down and crash and bang and scare you and just shake the house and everything. But think about that. Jesus said, that's how Satan got kicked out of heaven. Kaboom, you're out of here. You know, see ya. But anyway, but last time we saw Egypt's main drinking and bathing water turned into blood. Yet Pharaoh's attitude was as stone cold. He just simply went home with no concern whatsoever. Isn't it amazing how the magicians and sorcerers, they could try to copy and bring more misery with their added, you know, magic to to copy these things, but they couldn't stop it. They could try to make more blood, but they couldn't turn the Nile River back from blood. So they can only do so much. But today, we see the same as hearts grow cold around us. Instead of people around the world dropping to their knees and repenting of their sin, 
people are becoming more and more hardened and callous towards God and doubling down on their own sin instead of coming to God for his love and forgiveness. Yes, it's nothing short of crazy. But with that as a backdrop, we're going to consider three points in light of our title, A Heart of Stone. Number one, no one like the Lord. There is no one that is like the Lord. No matter what happens around us, no matter what goes down, no one is like the Lord God that we serve. Number two, this is God. This is Pharaoh's own people saying, you know what? We've been trying to duplicate this stuff, but there is no one like this God, and he is God. Don't mess with this. This is God trying to give a voice of reason to Pharaoh. And number three, we're going to look at a great division. It seems as though that the children of Israel, God's people, were subject to these plagues that were happening at the beginning. But then God puts down a clear distinction. This is only going to happen to you and not to my people. He's going to put a line in the sand because Egypt is right here. And as you remember, when Joseph had his father Jacob come down and all of his brothers that moved into Egypt, we looked at this in detail when we were going through the book of Genesis, he didn't want them to live right in the city limits of Egypt. So he gave them the land that was right next to Egypt. It was called the land of Goshen. And it was a beautiful land. And it was wonderful for the people to have to raise their cattle. So it was a well-watered land. But with that said, let's look at our first point here. No one liked the Lord. As we read a large portion of text, but we want to get the entire story so we can follow exactly what happened. So Exodus chapter 8 verse 1 says, Then the Lord said to Moses, you go to Pharaoh and say to him, thus says the Lord, let my people go that they may serve me. But if you refuse Pharaoh to let them go, behold, I will smite your whole territory with frogs. The Nile will swarm with frogs, which will come up and go into your house. Notice what he says, they're going into your house, buddy. They're going into your bedroom and they're going to be on your bed and into the houses of your servants and your people and into your ovens and into your kneading bowls. Verse four. So the frogs will come up on you and your people and all your servants. Then the Lord said to Moses, say to Aaron, stretch out your hand and your staff over the rivers and over the streams and over the pools and make frogs come up from the land of Egypt. So Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. This is like millions of frogs. Verse seven. Now the magicians... They did the same. Oh, hey, we need some more frogs. Okay, great. All right. So with their secret arts, they meaning they, you know, prayed to Satan, and they made frogs come up from the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, entreat the Lord that he remove the frogs. Why? Because they were in his bed. Okay. He's like, remove these frogs from me and from my people, and I will let the people go that they may sacrifice to the Lord. And Moses said to Pharaoh, the honor is yours, Pharaoh, to tell me when shall I entreat for you and your servants and your people that the frogs would be destroyed from you and your house that you may be left, you know, that they may be left only in the Nile River. Then he said, this is miraculous here. Pharaoh replies, tomorrow, 
Tomorrow? (laughs) You want to sleep with him again tonight? I guess so. Okay. So he said, may it be according to your word. Okay. You want him tomorrow? You can have him tonight with you in bed tonight again. Okay. So he goes, all right. So So he said, may it be according to your word that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God. And the frogs will depart from you and your houses and your servants and your people, and they will be left only in the Nile. Verse 12. Then Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh, and and Moses cried out to the Lord concerning the frogs that he had inflicted upon Pharaoh. And the Lord did according to the word of Moses. And the frogs died out of the houses, the courts, and the fields. So they piled them up in heaps, and the land became foul. But when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, he hardened his heart. He, he said, no, not going to happen. And he did not listen to them as the Lord had said. Wow, this guy's a brick. Could you imagine? They piled up the frogs. Could you imagine what that smelled like? You ever had a dead animal? You get around a dead, I mean, it's like, now imagine millions of frogs. We had a, a possum die on the side of our house. We're like, what is that smell? It just fumigated our whole house. It was there one dead animal. Imagine millions of frogs. Obviously, he's not the sharpest tool in the shed. That is Pharaoh, as you know. Why again? Because sin makes us stupid. That is true. Sin makes us all stupid. It causes us to make really bad decisions. It makes us do foolish things. It blinds us to the real danger that's involved with sin because sin inside of it, it lurks disaster for us. Why would someone drink and drive? Because they're fooled into thinking, I will not be caught. What causes a man or a woman who's married to have sex with someone other than their spouse? Well, they think they can get away with it. Oh, it's just two consenting adults. And, you know, we don't love each other. It's just a sex thing. It's like, and they think they're fooled into thinking that there's not going to be any consequences. That's not going to cost their marriage. It's not going to destroy their family and destroy their children. What causes a thief to keep on stealing? He's convinced himself that he can get away with it forever. Did you see that thing that was in the, uh, you know, in the news? I think it was on Friday, was it? Was it Friday or yesterday, you know? But the guy, this guy at Home Depot in Arizona, you know, he was uh, one of the guys that actually sealed up the money. He would take the cash that came in, and then he would seal it up and then ship it to the bank and everything. And so what this guy was doing, he started this three years ago. So he was printing up counterfeit money at home. And so before he sealed up the money, he would take the real $100 bills out in 20s and he would replace them with these counterfeit money now when you have counterfeit money like if someone gave because someone's given counterfeit money at the church like hey listen if you have counterfeit money don't give it to the church okay but anyway but when you uh, any business or a church or whatever you personally if someone was to give you a hundred dollars and you go to deposit that money in the bank you know what the bank does they don't just say oh that's counterfeit here you can have it back because then you'll take it and go try to can buy a pack of gum no but uh So they keep it and you pay for it. So you have to pay for that money. So if you go to deposit $100 in this counterfeit, you're paying that 100 bucks. And they keep it so it doesn't, you know, so they take it out of circulation. So anyway, this guy's printing money. And so he starts it three years ago. 
Now, does he do it once or twice? No, he does it dozens of times. And over the course of three years, he did a total of $400,000. Like, how did this guy think that he's going to get away with this? But he would just kept doing it. And, and the more he didn't get caught, the more he did it. And he didn't get caught, and the more he did it. It took him three years with the federal, you know, uh, you know, the feds to come in and actually, you know, completely bust him. And now he's going to jail. They went to his house. He's got counterfeit money. He's got real money. He's like, oh, whatever. The guy's done. But the thing is, you know, you think you're getting away with it because you don't have consequences yet. So the point of the story here is if you're living in some aspect of sin right now and you're thinking, I'm just getting away with it. Everything, you know, woohoo, you know, that's like, uh, you know, I know this is wrong, but I've been doing it for now a year or two years and everything's fine. Guess what? Your day is coming. You will reap what you sow. It will happen when you least expect it and you will be busted. So my, my encouragement to you is stop, drop, and pray. Repent and sin no more. Yes, there are three things that sin will always cause in our lives. I've said this before, but it's worth repeating. Number one, sin will take you farther than you want to go. Well, I didn't really want to go this far. Well, that's where you went. Number two, Sin will cost you more than you want to spend. And number three, sin will keep you there longer than you want to stay. So it's farther than you want to go, longer than you want to stay, and it'll cost you more than you want to spend. That's what sin will do in your life. And this is what Pharaoh is about to learn firsthand. And he will hear it loud and clear. Yet that will not change his heart of stone. This is a real reminder to you and to me. The longer that we reject that loving voice of the Lord. See, we call it what? Our conscience. It's what's inside of us. And God speaks to us through our conscience. The more that you don't listen to that voice, then God will allow your heart to get harder where you won't hear him. If we neglect that still small voice long enough, that one day we will no longer hear it at all and we won't heed it. I wonder if there's anyone here that you've been doing something wrong for so long that you don't even feel bad about sin anymore. Whatever that sin is that you're involved with, you don't even feel bad about it. Remember, what was sin 5,000 years ago is still sin today. It doesn't matter what laws change. It doesn't matter what, oh, the United States says, well, this is okay now. doesn't matter. If you're doing something wrong, you will face it soon. It will happen in your life. And then all of a sudden, the bottom will be pulled out from under you. And that's exactly what Pharaoh does here. Notice he continually tests the Lord. Back in chapter five, Pharaoh said, who's the Lord that I should obey his voice? Who's he? Uh, How about the creator of the universe? How about the one that makes your heart beat in your chest with no batteries? See, Pharaoh believed his own press. He believed that he was a God himself, small g. So the eternal God, capital G, comes to Pharaoh on his court and deals with him accordingly. Because you refuse to let my people go, Pharaoh, I'm going to smite your whole land with frogs. And I'm going to start in your house. I'm going to start in your bedroom. I'm going to start in your bed. How about that? 
Then I will plague your servants and I'll plague all your people the same way. Then in one of the craziest moves we could ever imagine, Pharaoh calls his own sorcerers and magicians again and they wave their wands and they dig deep into their little bag of secret arts and seeking out Satan, listening upon all their, you know, you know, ancestors of hocus pocus. And they, by the power of Satan, are able to bring even more frogs in. Oh, Jesus is crazy. Notice again, they can't stop the plague. They can only add to the plague. Again, we're told in the last days that Satan will do many miracles. We're told that he will empower the Antichrist. So we have to be careful when we look around. Because the Bible says, even though we are an angel of heaven, do anything other than what we have preached, let him be accursed. You have to be careful. Just because you see something supernatural doesn't mean that it happened by the hand of God. That's all the time we have for today's message. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app. Available on iOS and Android. Core Church is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you have been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA one word. That's Core Church LA to seven seven nine seven seven. And remember, there's a God in heaven who loves you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.